Hi everyone, Scott here. This is a special bonus episode where PJ talks to Cork comic artist Will Sliney about his life, his career, and Cork Comic Festival. Apologies for the subpar audio. The guys recorded this remotely and on their phones. And as always, apologies for any audio that features PJ. Enjoy. This week's guest is Corkonian superstar artist who began the industry as so many did with small press titles before making his first tentative steps into professional sphere with Farscape and creating his own vision of Irish legend Cahullan and then making that massive leap into the mighty world of Marvel in 2013 drawing Fearless Defenders. He's as likely to be drawing the adventures of everyone's favourite Spider-Man, that's Spider-Man 2099, as he is the kickball-y, football-y type things for Everton FC. Everyone say hello to one of Ireland's busiest artists. It's Will Sliding! Hello! Tell me what I got wrong. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, you even have some of the football stuff in there. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I was totally out of my depth then. Oh man, that those worlds very rarely collide, so <laughs> you did well. Well, you're one of the, one of the few that, that uh, manages it. So I have, I have, um, I want to chat to you just generally a little round out of, of um, how you got to where you got to, where you're sure. going next, and what's happening with you overall. Does that sound good? Sounds great to me, yeah. Sounds good. So, right, um, we, we go back a long while, but I think yes. when I first met you, um, I, I wasn't quite conscious of what you'd done in the early parts of your career. So, were you one of the guys that had done Freak Show? Um, I actually did a different title uh, under, oh, okay. that, under the same publisher. It was called Atomic Rocket Group 66. So, the two Stevens and Declan did uh, yeah. Freak Show, and uh, Rob Curley actually kind of set up set up another title. You went, you're uh, so good. I, I don't want you sullying yourself in this other book the way these two have done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping with those three lads. <laughs> uh, well, and, and so, I mean, did that, how indirect was that to where you? I mean, how how do you sort of trace your steps from there to, uh, uh, you know, uh, fearless defenders? Yeah, I I always think of it as a ladder. Um, like you start at the very bottom before you've anything out, and every new job you get, you might take a step up the ladder, and each step you get up, the more visible you are to other publishers. You know, so so it obviously it, it, the ladder takes a long time to climb up, but each, each step you know, is, is very, very important. Yeah. Um, like my, my actual first uh, published work was even before that it was with, oh my God, I'm trying to drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so, it's, it's very sparse on Wikipedia. I'll tell you that now. How do you, I must figure out how to edit my own Wikipedia. That'd be a bit sad, wouldn't it? If I did that, um, I did, I did a book. I did, um, uh, I'm totally banking. I did, I did a, like a six-page story collected in some anthology that was brought out of Bristol. That was my and first. When, thing. when was that? When was that? Oh my god, that's an even harder question. Um, I suppose about eight, nine years ago. So I think. I think 2007 uh, might okay. be about right for that one. Um, it's not that long ago in the scale of things, really. I suppose. Yeah, it feels like it. it in my, like it feels like a lifetime ago. I think, given I, the number of pages you've got under your belt now, I mean, yeah, it's it's. it's, it's 
it's like about it's you know it's it's ninety years for uh, small press people who who do <laughs> six pages a year like you know and I I say that hand on heart because that's what I did and then when well it's it might or, or people who are at the very very top of the industry who only have to draw nine pages a year yeah, but yeah that's, no. that's the curve of your career you start your career <laughs> yeah. doing nine pages but making no money then doing hundreds and hundreds of pages and then you end your career do it back to doing nine pages again that's, that's the, the dream <laughs> that's the dream we all have. <laughs> so that was only what 2009 uh, no no, sorry 2007 it was 2008 um, 2008 I was able to quit my my regular uh, real life job uh, and go full time into comics um, I actually I actually worked that, for an I mean, un- that's, that's quite a like that from 2007 to 2008 that's I mean that's only one year that's oh I know well since like I, I guess I, I was fully trying like like I went to San Diego Comic Con in two thousand and five. Let's mm. if we go if we go all the way back. I finished college in two thousand and five. I took out a loan basically with a portfolio. I didn't know anything That's about quite comics. Quite the gamble, isn't it? That's quite the gamble in the early. Well, I assumed I was going to get a job straight away when I went yeah. over there. So. <laughs> we, we all agree. Um, it's a, it's the thing yeah. we all think was going to happen. But time it's an important part of the learning process, you know. It was my first yeah. time seeing other people's work. I'll I'll never forget being inside in um. DC Comics did a, a kind of a, a, a panel that you had to go to if you wanted to submit your portfolio. Yeah. And there was a thousand people inside in the room. And I just remember looking to the person to my right and I saw their portfolio. I was like, oh, crap, that's better than mine. Maybe I'm the yeah. second best person in the room. And then I looked to my <laughs> head and it was better than mine again. I was like, maybe I'm the third person in the room. Or maybe I've got this horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> so oh, like, God, what have I done? Yeah, well, like basically, well, it was brilliant though because I just went around to to everything. instead of like with very quickly, I realized okay, I'm not going to get a job for like one of the top publishers in the industry straight away with my first portfolio pages. But what I did do is I went around to loads of artists and I learned so much about the industry and I learned so much about like how to improve my drawing and I, I basically changed my tactic from you know oh I need to get a job straight away to oh I really need to focus on and improve my art. I needed to learn uh, loads, obviously. I still need to learn. We all need to learn always. But um, yeah. it was just like I just changed my focus to showing that instead of trying to show the portfolio to editors, um, I wanted to show it to uh, as many artists as I could and get as many tips yeah. and go back and work on those. And that was kind of the process for a while until I started picking up some of these small press jobs. And really then I kind of realized there's no better way to learn than actually drawing pages for somebody, you know, so it just really throws you in the deep end. You have to draw the things you might necessarily want to draw, which is a huge part of comics. You know, I need to draw a rusty old boot or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, yeah, and it just went from there then really. You described a series of ladders and I, (laughs) and I kind of think those, well, my career is more like snakes and ladders. <laughs> two steps up, four steps backwards. Um, and I, I do remember, I remember when you got um, Fearless Defenders and we were both at um, Dice, I think it was. And I think at this point, you, you I I think I'd assumed that um, you, you were in the door at Marvel. Everything was, you know, you you a successful book. On, I mean, like all Marvel books, even if they're roaring success, they eventually they come to a sort of natural end or so, you know, unless you're, unless you're one of the half a dozen lucky things that, that for some reason just keep going. But, but I think at that point you're, you're kind of, I remember talking to you and there was a, a genuine, I don't know what's next for me. 
uh, and and it, I kind of felt like, well, you're safe. I don't know what you're talking about, but but uh, there was a kind of not quite sure from fearless defense. Yeah, right? I, I I don't think I'll ever feel safe in this industry. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not it's not an industry that builds. No, uh, and, but I think it's important to to think that way because you never know the way it can kind of go. Like 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 you might you might break your hand or something like that. And, there's yeah. many, many reasons why you mightn't be drawing the next day for money or something like that. So I always assume yeah. the worst. Uh, always try to make sure I'm prepared if any big career changes do have to happen. But I think, yeah. I, like, like it would be nice to be able to relax a little bit. And like, I like when I was under contract at Marvel for quite a long time and stuff as well. That was always really yeah. nice. But then at the same time, you're still you still have that same feeling of like, you know, oh, like what am I going to be doing after this? How how do I well, this yeah. way with my career. Well, I've I've known people who were in exclusive contracts with publishers that that uh, the the publisher just stopped giving them work. <laughs> and, just, and, just, and actually, and I, I'm sure that, that can happen as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the publisher basically went, "Well, look, um, we have no more work to give you, so we'll let you go of your exclusive." So you're like, "Oh, I thought I thought this was all yeah. here." Yeah. Yeah. But but having said that, one of the things I would say I would say about you uh, is that. There, there are artists, I think, that, that sort of bumble along and draw and just kind of ho- hope for whatever gig comes their way and, and just they just keep going. And, and um, it's more luck. Their career is more luck. It's more a career that happens to them than they happen to their, their, their career. Whereas you're very much focused on, it's always seemed to me anyway, that you're very much focused on how do I, how do I move on? What do I do next? You're always doing things that are, aren't even necessarily comics per se, but but kind of trying to keep forward, trying to have a career that isn't restricted by what options are put in front of you. You say that, PJ, but I've drawn Spider-Man now for about 60 issues. <laughs> so I am definitely resting on the same title at the moment. Uh, no, I, no, I know what you mean. Well, you know, if you're doing a project and they're paying you for it, I, you know, it's hard not to sit back and go, well, this is now I can enjoy this a little bit, but... but uh, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, so I, I, like I always, I'm always interested in kind of um, uh, doing, like, 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 oh, like I always keep my eye on other little things to do, like whether it was like I kind of developed an app with my brother and stuff like that. Or the, the football projects yeah. are always great as well because, um, you know, I, I was such a fan of like, let's say Everton or Ireland or whoever I did the comics for. Yeah. So it was really nice. And they usually kind of come out of, you know, um, just kind of a when you, you like you can kind of target these people and get your drawings in front of them a lot easier now than you ever ever could so it's always fun to kind of yeah. point your portfolio on that way and kind of hope for the best and yeah do you, do you find that works better that so i mean one of the things i would say is that i've seen people tag artists into mm. uh, facebook posts and stuff and there, there is a little kickback with comics people sometimes especially editors who probably get 10 yeah, bazillion totally uh, images totally tagged understand. in whereas i think if you tag in um and even i've done this sometimes where you you do a bit of fan art of a i don't know a comedian or a or, or something outside comics someone who doesn't see a lot of fan art basically and you tag them in it it can sometimes draw attention to you in a positive way attention to your work in a positive absolutely way. yeah and what's the point what's the point of drawing stuff if you're not going to show it to people as well it's you know what's the point in doing that bit of fan art if you're not going to show it to the person that created the thing in the first place and go yeah there's like there's two different there's two different types of people that you can tag art into and it's one is someone who you're you know specifically trying to shove it in front of their face and be like oh look at me look at me And, and that person necessarily mightn't want to see it that way which is which is fair but then in the other way is like, yeah. you know, oh, if I do a drawing for this person who doesn't really get drawings, they're, they're going to want to see that. Like, yeah. of course, they're. 
am I right in thinking your first professional published work was the Fearless Defenders? My f- and by professional, I mean I suppose the, the the Atomic Diner stuff you were paid for it was published, so it it counts as yeah. No, fa- Firescape, you, know, you mean is this? Yeah, oh, Farscape. Yeah, Farscape. Yeah, Farscape. Farscape was my first uh, published work with an American publisher for sure. Um, yeah, who was that? Uh, with? Boom was Studios. That yeah, and Boom Studios. And I just, for some whatever reason, I, I just seem to be lucky that that whatever kind of gig that I get put onto tends to last for a long time. Um, so that yeah. was like, a, or 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 you could say curse. Curse. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Um, uh, it was it was like twenty eight issues or something long, which was brilliant wow. for me. Like especially at that yeah. stage of my career, because I like like if you look back and like I know everyone's the same, like but it was very early on in terms of my my drawing ability and things like that as well. That but it was yeah. I I always I always think I mean sometimes you get a little di- you're doing a big project and you're sitting drawing and and you're doing page after page after page and there's a part of you that goes I'm just drawn this is I've become this robot <laughs> this drawing robot and then at the back of your head this little voice might pipe up and say do you realize they're paying you to learn how to draw yeah. and you go oh shit yeah they are yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what's happening here i'm being paid to learn how to draw brilliant yeah it was it, it really did feel like it was uh, it was so lucky that something went on for so long that it helped me settle into being yeah. a proper comic book person like you know like if it, it would have been a lot different if i drew like a, a four issue mini series and i was back out looking again and I, it, it could have and possibly should have been like that for a lot longer at the start of my career but it wasn't it mm. was set lane i got to i moved over to new york for quite a while and and like i was mm. i would always be drawing an issue a month and kind of going around and that's when i got to meet like a lot of the editors at marvel how, how, how like old that. were you then at that, if you don't mind me asking I'd say like, I would have been about twenty five or twenty six, uh, maybe yeah. uh, twenty six, twenty seven. Actually, when I went to New York, yeah, um, it, it, yeah. which was brilliant for me. It was a, it was a hugely important part of my career. I reckon um, I, I got to hang yeah. around with so many artists and uh, who are drawing comics compared to when I was living in Cork. There was nobody that, that did it, did it here yeah. back then that I knew of. Um, so I just learned kind of by osmosis, like when you're sitting beside them, all of this. It, it, the conversations and everything would all kind of slowly start kind of going into and it pushes you to work harder and to learn more and you learn from each other and yeah um i I think it's i think as well when you're isolated and you're alone um and you're you're you know there's no one around you doing comics there's a tendency to think this is an unachievable thing and and you know it's i i am nuts for even thinking that this is a thing you can do and and being surrounded by people already doing it it becomes well, this isn't just, this isn't, not only is this achievable, but it's achievable by me. It's achievable by anyone. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. I was lucky enough to, to be invited down for the last, uh, little, you did ran a little comic con down in Cork before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I believe you're doing the same thing again, Will. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. When is that happening? Next, uh, it is on the 14th of April, and it's going to be great. It's the last one was three years ago, and this, the, it, it's free, which is cool. It's yeah. really easy to get to, and it has a huge amount of artists. So we'll have. Is we'll it have, in the same location as the last time? Right. It's in Man Point. Um, yeah. Which is Man Point is a massive shopping center. It, it's, yeah. it makes. Like, you can fit. You could fit other shopping centres inside Mahan Point. It's humongous. Correct. And we, we'll take over the, the ground floor again like we did the last time. And what I really loved about it is because you, 
I would say like 50% of the people there are like proper comic book fans, but then 50% of people, because it's free and because it's on in such a, um, an accessible location, they're just they're curious if they've never been to anything it's, like it, that. Yeah, it's right. I mean, it's, uh, the last one was on the ground floor and ta- there were basically tables between stores, between shops there. And a, a lot of people walking past were just sort of casual people out shopping and, and stumbling across these comics going, oh, that's interesting. What's what's this? Which was, it was sort of fascinating. There was a lot more kids and, and things at it, but um, without feeling like that, that an awful lot of comic conventions can feel like they're designed to suck money out of you. Yeah. Uh, was that didn't have that feeling. Yeah, and it felt like you were meeting different people. Goodwill vibe there and just people seem genuinely like like interested, happy for you if you're getting a good career out of it. And a lot of people talking about like, you know, oh they love drawing and they've never been to anything like this before and how how do they, you know, keep how would they get into comics, which brings me back to, to what I was mm. saying earlier about about some of the stuff that the lads set up in Cork, like there, there's a Cork comic creator group, much like you, you had up in Belfast, um, where like they kind of oh, get we up. Don't have that anymore. I said had. <laughs> oh yeah, had. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean, like it's just nice for them to all meet. Like everyone kind of meets up and they they self publish their own comic books, which is great. But there's also the the library here does um, a kind of a, a thing for teenagers where they'll they'll team up, team up writers and artists and they'll actually produce a comic book over the course of a year, um, and you know which is fantastic for teenagers. So like there's a real kind of um, ladder within Cork to go through, and you can see some of those gang from the Cork Comic Creator Group are now starting to get kind of jobs. Like Chris O'Halloran is, has been doing loads of work for Marvel. And yeah. Stuff. So there's a real kind of What's nice coming back to doing the convention in Cork again this year is when the last time we were like, you know, it's good, you know, if you do this in Cork and this and this, you know, it might lead to a job with one of the big publishers. That has started to happen now. Thank you very much, Will Sliney, and I will see you at the Cork Comic Convention. Deep on the